Can I get a bottle of water? Aren't you Peter Lafleur? Lance Armstrong. Yeah, that's me. But I'm a big fan of yours. Really? Yeah, I've been watching the dodgeball tournament on the Ocho. ESPN 8. I just can't get enough of it. But good luck in the tournament. I'm really pulling for you against those jerks from Globo Gym. I think you better hurry up or you're going to be late. Uh, actually, I decided to quit. Lance. Quit? You know, once I was thinking about quitting when I was diagnosed with brain, lung, and testicular cancer all at the same time. But with the love and support of my friends and family, I got back on the bike and I won the Tour de France five times in a row. But I'm sure you have a good reason to quit. So what are you dying from that's keeping you from the finals? Right now feels a little bit like shame. Well, I guess if a person never quit when the going got tough, they wouldn't have anything to regret for the rest of their life. Good luck to you, Peter. I'm sure this decision won't haunt you forever. You're listening to The Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is The Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you can be, you've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found over on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartMedia, wherever else you get your good podcast. We are uh, broadcast on KKTY out there in the great state of Missouri. Uh, As a matter of fact, um, Welding the Family and the Local Bar are... um, our broadcast out that way. We enjoy being a part of that family. Thank you guys for being a part of ours. If you want to be a part of the show, questions, comments, concerns, critiques, whatever else you got, chad at localbarmedia.com. And uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash localbar is where you can go and do that and get some of that that special, very special behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff that we throw on there. Hope everybody is doing well. Um, had had something funny happen the other day. We So uh, the cover band that I play in, Duncan Sims and the Accused, played at a brewery the other day at, from 3.30 to 6.30. This is on Saturday. Now, if you don't know anything about South Carolina, let me tell you what it's like here. It's not a dry heat here like you hear everywhere else. No, 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 no. It's a very, very, very muggy heat here. And it's still triple digits as far as the heat index is concerned every single day. And it's kind of like it's kind of like this. I saw somebody put this up the other day. If you took a shower, did not dry off, put your clothes on, and walked outside, that that's what it's like being uh being here in South Carolina. The band I played with had a gig. 3.30 in the afternoon to 6.30 in the afternoon, and it was outside, and it was hot. I think we all, by the end of it, we're all having a stroke. I could smell toast. <laughs> it was it was awful. It took me two days to bounce back from that. Like, I wasn't in my right mind for a little bit. I mean, I had we had a little party the night before. It certainly didn't help, but, I mean... I've dealt with heat before, but man, that one got us. So for all of you who came out 
We really appreciate it. We're sorry for how sweaty we were. I looked like I had been swimming after an hour. Like it was that bad. Um, may, may not have even taken an hour. Thank you to those of you uh, that are uh, that, that came out and uh, checked us out. For those of you that are going to be in the Columbia South Kakalaki area, though, I got something for you. I talk all the time about uh, both of the music endeavors that I'm a part of. Uh, Duncan Simpson, the accused, and of course, uh, uh, Don Merkel and the blacksmiths. That is the music that I play on the show is all from uh, Don Merkel. If you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area on August 30th, I got something for you. You want to see your boy and both of his bands in the same place where you can do it live at the White Mule down in Five Points on August 30th. You got to come down, check us out. Duncan Sims will be opening for Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths. I'll be there pulling double duty. We're going to be bringing all the good hits for that one. We always have a good time whenever we play together. It's been a while since these two bands have done this. And every time we do, it's always a always a great show. So if you're in the uh, Columbia, South Carolina area, August 30th, don't forget it. It's going to be a blast. How you doing? Um... I got a lot of emails for the last show. Thank you very much for those of you who emailed. I, I got a lot of people that actually had to direct <laughs> to some to some nurses for questions, uh, and 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 actually got questions from all over the place. Uh, I'm very blessed to work for a company that is nationwide, uh, to where hopefully we're able to help you guys out. But just for for all of you that wrote in, I really appreciated it. I appreciated. Uh, reading your emails, I wasn't quite sure what to do with that show. As a matter of fact, I've taught myself how to do that show probably 10 times, and I was glad to do it. Uh, if you if you didn't listen to the show last week, we talked about what I do during my day job. That's right. I work in hospice, and it's something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. Not normally something that you're going to listen to on your podcast, but um, I, I really did. Uh, I really did appreciate all those of you who reached out. Hope that it helped. Hope that it cleared up some misconceptions for some of the rest of you. And uh, I really got a lot out of that. So something big's coming up. Coming up in just a couple weeks here. Uh, as a matter of fact, a time of recording and uh, just a week from here. Uh, it is going to be mine and Maria's second anniversary. And that's kind of crazy. Uh, I feel like it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about getting ready for the wedding. And here we are uh, talking about our second anniversary. There's a lot of you. I started this podcast before I met Maria. And here we are just on the uh, the, the cusp of hitting of hitting two years. Now, there are those of you that are out there that have uh, been married a lot longer than that, and so have I, and so has Maria. Um, but uh, this is uh, this is kind of a it's kind of a neat thing. I went back and I listened to a bunch of old episodes that were, um, you know, pre Maria, and kind of gauging where I was in my life. And it's so funny I can I can really go back and see where I was in such a free fall. In, in parts of my life, and thank you, thank you for for being here to witness it and to eat your popcorn. And those of you that are waiting for some big catastrophe to happen, I'm sorry. Uh, number one, I'm not that important to have something huge happen. Uh, but uh, but no, it's it's kind of amazing when you you sit back and look and see where where 
where three years has taken us. I get asked questions a lot about how the two of us met. You guys have, if you've been a uh, fan of the show for a while, you'll you'll know that we met uh, online. We met on a uh, dating app and uh, then met each other one night at a, um, a music deal here. It wasn't anything that I was playing in. And it was kind of a community event. We, we met. Uh, her daughter threw up in the trash can. They had to leave early. I actually thought, wow, that's that's a good way to get out of this date. You know, make your daughter throw up. Well, this is pretty impressive. But went on a, a few lunch dates after that, uh, and then uh, went on a couple of other dates. Got engaged at the same spot that we met. Rest is history. But um, I'm asked a lot of questions sometimes about that, about dating um, in your late 30s uh, or, or post-divorce even. And it's it's really kind of strange. Um, for those of you that have never done it, and those of you that, that are married, I hope you don't have to. Um, and I'm not trying to scare you off if you are looking to get divorced. But it's 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 uh, it's very strange, and it's very different, and it's and it's also extremely different if you have kids from a previous marriage. Because see, the thing about having kids, the thing about having kids from a previous marriage is that other person is most likely going to be in your life for the rest of your life. Like like my ex-wife, who has been on this show before, and we've, ta- we've thought about being divorced and how we deal with it. Because um, we do with it, we do a pretty good job. We, 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 ain't, we ain't batting a thousand. Don't get me wrong. But when you see how most people act, uh, my wife and, uh, and I both have good relationships with our exes, um, especially when it comes to uh, our children. And the respect that we show each other, and that's shown all the way around, and I'm really pretty happy about it. Yeah, there's there's crap you could always iron out, but I, I think we're all very blessed with where we are, and we've all put a lot of effort into it too. Don't get me wrong, um, but it's very different. It's very different, and the thing that's so different about it is you really have to take more of a chance than you had to before. Like I remember. I mean, barely. I don't remember really too much before I met Maria because life just changed. It actually did. But but, um, I remember back like pre-first wife in like college um, and you're out and about and uh, there's this. There's this girl you've been eyeing in class and you've been wanting to talk to her and you, you just don't know if you got the courage to do it, right? It's I, I don't know. Because you know that feel you know that feeling when you're in college. Like you have this feeling that if you ask someone out and they say no, you have to lose a finger. I mean that's that's what it feels like. Like like that idea of rejection is so great over someone you're basically just saying hi to. Would you like to go get coffee? Oh, I, we didn't do coffee. It was always a beer in, in Charleston or dinner or the movies. Or do you want to go back to your place? I don't know how forward your first meetings were. But um, is, we, had that, we had that anxiety. Like you have to, you have to lose like uh, a finger or a toe. Um, and if it's going to be your small toe, you got to give a little piece of the one next to it. If someone says no and you ask them out, we did. We, we always have this kind of anxiety and we're always so afraid. And I'll, I'll hear couples talk about that. And it's cute. I mean, it is cute because we've all been there before. But you'll hear couples that are like, yeah, we've been married for 20 years. I remember when I saw her. 
She was working part-time in a five, and um, my boss was Mr. McGee. Uh, and um, I walked up to her, and I said, will you go out with me? She said, yes. And I was so nervous, but we've been together ever since. Like, that was some freaking Mount Everest to climb. Like, it, it, it's really not. I've heard some people with some really cool stories, some really brazen stories, someone... <laughs> You know, almost the, you know, the end of the graduate where someone is basically about to get married and walking down the aisle and they're banging on the window. <laughs> does, anybody, does anybody remember that movie? I, I don't know the age of the audience I talked. I may have lost half of you. If you haven't seen The Graduate, you need to go watch it. Pardon the voice, too, by the way. I haven't I haven't come back from singing on Saturday. Um, but uh, yeah, you had this, yeah, this, this, all this anxiety. And all this worry. I remember the first time I ever went on a job interview. Now, that, that that's a little bit different, too. because That's a lot different than asking somebody out on a date. Because you, you go to do this job interview. And you realize, when you're sitting in that waiting room, that you're now an adult. Like, this is like, I'm talking like post-college interview. Like, you're getting ready to graduate college. You got to find a job. For those of us that didn't go like into food and beverage and stuff like that or, or go backpacking through Europe or whatever some other people's choices were, uh, you're interviewing. And, and back in the 90s, when Monster.com was just getting started, the, the world was a lot smaller. And there was this idea of, I, I could be doing this for the rest of my life. Little did any of us know the world was going to vastly change with the Internet. But it, it, it really was something to be concerned with and something that was... Um, really kind of interesting but you're sitting there and you're like holy crap i'm gonna ask this person for a job and i don't know i don't know if i'm prepared for this little little do you know you're gonna be asking for jobs a lot throughout your life it's a very common thing even even if you're just interviewing for raises but that first time it's tough i mean it it's not always the easiest thing for someone to do but it feels like a mountain right all these things that seem like big life choices when i had to ask maria not out when i asked maria to marry me it was a phenomenon that um that showed me there is a difference in 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 that mentality though you know you 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 did something for the first time. You asked a girl out. You 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 went and got your first apartment. You bought your first car. You got your first job. Those things that seem like mountains, and then you do them, and you realize where you did right, where you did wrong. The next time gets easier, and 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 life just rolls that way, right? Well, when you're when you're divorced, and just like some other areas of our life that I think surprise us from time to time, that's not always the case. And when I asked Maria to marry me, it certainly wasn't the case. As a matter of fact, it was a lot more unnerving. There was a lot more anxiety with asking Maria to marry me. More on that in a minute. But I want to bring my guest on who uh, is actually a little bit of an expert on dealing with anxiety and, and dealing with something new. It's very hard for us all to be able to go back in time and remember exactly how we felt that first day of school, that first time we asked someone out, that first time we ever had a boyfriend or girlfriend. 
First time we ever walked over to the kids in the playground and asked them if we could play. We, we, we like to think that we can, but I actually think that it's harder to do than you realize. So I've brought on an expert here tonight. I hope you enjoy this, and I'll talk to you on the other side of the break. There's a girl in Texas away from me. Her eyes are blue as the salt and sea. And I saw her once on my TV. And I know this sounds crazy, but I believe in destiny. Something about a girl in tight, dirty jeans. A cowboy hat. And a tattoo of James Dean She's such a rebel when she dances She's like a sex machine And she drives all the boys crazy Yeah, she drives all the boys crazy There's a girl in Texas waiting for me Her eyes are blue as the salt sea And I saw her once on my TV and I know this sounds crazy, but I believe in destiny. With me this week is a special guest all the way from first grade over at Rosewood Elementary School. One of the two main subjects that's talked about on the Welding a Family show that probably doesn't even know there is a welding a family show. It is the littlest one in our group, Sterling. Sterling, how are you? Good. Well, that's excellent. Uh, I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're able to talk even though you have no teeth in your mouth. What? I only lost seven. You've lost seven teeth this summer? Yeah. Is that due to poor hygiene or? I don't even know what that means. It means do you brush your teeth? You do. Not that much, though. Yeah. Now, you were speaking into the microphone just fine on pre-check. Why are you not see, speaking into the mic right now? I don't know. Would you please speak into the microphone correctly? Yes. This way. This way. There you go. Okay. So, Sterling, you're starting uh, first grade? Yes. Are you excited about starting first grade? Yes. So what what is it that you newfangled kids nowadays love so much about starting fifth grade in elementary school? Fifth grade. Uh, first grade. <laughs> Sorry. What do you like about starting first grade? Um, we get to do funner things than usual. Usual. Usually, um, my favorite part of school is literally lunch. Literally lunch. Yeah. It's literally your favorite part. Yeah. Why do you like lunch? Because you don't eat it. I do eat it. You do not eat I lunch. Do you like hiding your lunch? Is that why you like lunch? It's kind of like a game. You take your lunch and you hide it. I do not hide it. I believe you do. I hide it in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so who is your teacher going to be this year? Miss Sweetland. Yeah. Are you excited about that? Yeah. And you met her today, right? Yeah. What was it like going into your classroom today and meeting your teacher and your old friends and new friends all at the same time? Were you kind of nervous? 
Yeah. Why were you nervous? Because I didn't know that many people and I was just very nervous. But you knew him from last year. You knew a lot of people from last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. So did you see any of your old friends too? No. 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 I only saw Lawson, which goes to touch with us. Yes, and you like Lawson a lot, don't you? Yes. What, uh, and so last year you were in kindergarten. What was your teacher's name? Miss Tyson. And what did you think about her? Great. Greek? She's not Greek. I said great. Oh, great. Great. Uh, are you sure? Because I thought you told me that you didn't really like having her that much. I did like her. I don't know. I thought you said that she was kind of poopy pants and you didn't really like her. I did like her a lot. Oh, well, that's good. What did you like the most about being in kindergarten? That sometimes we got to do extra recess. <laughs> yeah, extra recess is always pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I tend to hit the extra recess too much sometimes. So, all right. Do you remember what it was like before you went to school? Boring. Why, why was it boring? Because I only had Blynn to play with. But didn't... Well, wait a minute now. Didn't you stay with Kennedy and Madison at your grandmother's all the time? Yeah, but... I was little. <laughs> so is it is it different... Now that you're older, is it different? Yes. Why is it different? Because when I start school, it's fun. And... Better than just staying at home and just relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you used to love to just stay at home and relax. And, yeah. And now you like to do something different? Yeah. So why is that? Because I know more people and I got to play with them more often. And it's just very fun because my teacher is nice. Because her name is Miss Sweet Lynn. So that means she's obviously sweet, right? Yeah. Yeah, you better hope so. So when when you look back over the summer this year, what was one of your favorite things you did over the summer? Well, probably swim team. Oh, you got to do swim team. That's right. So you did that for the first time ever, right? Yeah. What did you think about swim team? Very fun. And it was a workout. There was a workout? <laughs> Why do you say that? Because my arms were tired. Yeah? I think your mouth's getting tired because you're forgetting to speak into the microphone. <laughs> so, do you, you you had like practice like twice a day sometimes, didn't you? Yeah, in the afternoon and in and morning. So we had to wake up early. What did you think about that? Because you don't really you usually jive with waking up early. Yeah. All right, this is not a video podcast. You got you got to say. <laughs> so, all right, so you uh but you know, what did you think about do you want to do swim team again next year? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Did you like it cuz it was different? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so do you like doing different and new things sometimes? Yes. Do you ever get scared by doing something different and new? Sometimes. Why is that? Um, it's nervous. I'm nervous because, like, 
I just saw it, and it's it looks scary, but then once I get the hang of it, it's better. What's scary about it in the beginning? What are you, what are you scared of the most? That I'm going to drown. Oh, you're talking about swim team. So you're scared that you're going to drown. Yeah. What about if you're trying something new that has nothing to do with the water? Do you still get nervous sometimes? Sometimes. Why is that? Because I'm scared I'm going to fall. Yeah. Or break a leg. Yeah. Or do something like that? Yeah. Are you scared of falling and breaking a leg in first grade? No. What are you scared of in first grade? I don't really know. Zombies? There is no such thing as zombies. I believe there are. No, there is not. And I believe if you do not go back and finish all that broccoli at dinner, the zombies come and get you because they smell broccoli. Then give them, then give them the broccoli. It is a common misconception that, that zombies eat brains. They don't. They eat broccoli. No. They eat brains. In every single movie I see, they eat brains. Why are you watching movies about zombies? Because daddy has them on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, like, so what kind of things, like, first grade, when you, you, you talked today, you said you are a little bit nervous when you went into class, right? Yeah. What kind of things make you nervous when you go in someplace you don't know? Why do you get nervous? Because, like, I'm scared people are mean. You don't want people to be mean to you? Yeah. What, um, what do you, what, what makes you... Go back to your swim team. When you were talking about swim team earlier, yeah. When were you really proud of yourself in, in swim team? Were you ever really proud of yourself? Yeah. When? When I got first place and second. Yeah. Yeah. Did you really like that? Yeah. Why? Why did that make you feel pretty proud of yourself? Because I swam fast. Yeah. Yeah. And because you worked really hard at it. Yes. So, what do you think will make you proud in first grade? Um. Getting good grades and not being bad. I think not going to the principal's office every day would be great. I never go to the principal's office every day. Are you day. certain about that? Yeah. I'll have to check with your principal. <laughs> she and I are tight. What? Yeah, she tells me everything. And then I report it to Santa Claus, too. I've never went to the principal's office. Okay. I'm going to send you to the principal's office if you don't keep talking into that microphone. So, um, so if you get good grades, you'll feel proud of yourself. You worked really hard at, at um, swim team, so you were proud of yourself when you did good. So, do you think sometimes there's no need for you to be nervous because it keeps you from being able to do those things? Yeah. Why is that? Because it's very scary because it's my first time doing things. Yeah. And like when I when it's my first time, I get like scared cuz I'm going to do bad. So are you are you worried about failing? Is that what it is? Yeah. So what if you get so scared you don't try? Isn't that the same as failing? Yeah. Like do you remember when we went snow tubing this past year? Yeah. What happened when we got up there? I was very scared. You cried like Nancy Kerrigan. You wouldn't go up the thing <laughs> to even give it a shot. And then what happened when it got towards the end? What did you do? 
cried again. Well, you cried again, but then you got up there with your mommy and you went, didn't you? Yep. And what did you think about it? It was great. And so what happened that entire day? What did you miss out on because you were crying like Nancy Kerrigan? Um, you missed out on snow tubing, didn't you? Yeah. So do you think sometimes we get too scared and we we freak ourselves out and all that does is cause us to miss out on stuff? Yeah. Do you think you've missed out on anything? Snow tubing? <laughs> okay, other than that. Probably not, right? So can I, I want to ask you a serious question. I want to ask you kind of a grown-up question, okay? Yeah. What kind of things do you think you can get too scared of that will keep you from really giving them a try and experiencing them? When I first went golfing, I felt like the golf thing was about to hit my face. You talking about when we went putt-putting? Yeah, putt-putting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you didn't do a lot of it, did you? Do you feel like that, that that caused you to miss out on that too? Yeah. Do you think that uh, not just kids but adults get afraid of stuff sometimes and they don't Yeah. try? Uh-huh. Do you know of any adults that you think sometimes have missed out on something? No, but you're just pretty sure of it? Yeah. 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 So what kind of things do you think you can do to keep from getting freaked out so that you don't miss out on anything again? Try it. Um, see if I like it or not. And then if I don't like it, don't do it. And if I like it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, we were eating shrimp. What were we eating tonight? We are eating shrimp tonight, right? Yeah. And what were we eating last night? What did we eat last night? Crab legs. Crab legs. And you love those, right? Yeah. And I bet you a lot of kids are scared to try those things, but you're not. And you really love them, right? Yeah. Because, you know, Bryn, your sister, you know she doesn't eat them. She's never tried it. I don't. Yeah, I think that's why. I think she and I think she's too scared. Why? I don't know. Sometimes people are like that. Maybe because the crab leg is about to hit, um pinch her. <laughs> well, that's just because <laughs> you're trying to pinch her with a crab leg. That's why that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what if you could say anything to all your friends who are listening out there, and they're getting ready to start school, and they may be kind of concerned and worried about starting a new grade or maybe even a new school. Maybe there are people going to a new school where they don't know anybody. What would you tell them? Probably don't be scared. It's fun and you'll you'll have fun and just relax and don't be as scared. What would you say to maybe a grown-up that's getting ready to try something new or do something difficult and they don't know if they want to do it because they're really scared? It's going to be fun. Don't be scared because if like I don't if you don't say anything, they're just not going to want to do it at all and they're just going to walk away and never do it and then they're going to be scared forever and they won't get to do it so i would say um it's okay don't be worried you're gonna have fun if you just calm down i think that's pretty good now will you go inside and not be scared of your broccoli for the rest of the night i'm not scared of my broccoli you were pretty scared of it because you left a scary amount of it in the bowl no i did not well maybe not 
Thank you very much for being on the show with us tonight. We greatly appreciate it. And maybe Bryn will come and do one. <laughs> maybe Bryn, maybe Bryn will come and do one. I don't know that she's ever done one before. Maybe we'll get her on here. How would that be? One like by herself. Yeah. Or, I feel like she has, but okay. Oh, you think she has done one? Yeah. Yeah. Most people can't understand what you're saying because you're still not talking into the microphone. I am. Okay. What did I say rule number one was? Sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. I love you very much. Love you very much, too. Go have a good time at school. Okay. And go eat your broccoli. Start their anarchistic heart. They had the elegance of a loaded gun. Beneath the dark and distorted layers, lay the answer to rock and roll prayers. And in their wake, influenced everyone. Let's give it up for the underground. Turn up and they wouldn't turn down. Walk around like they own the place. Put a smile on a Warhol's face. The Black Angel never let them down. Sister Rachel would have been proud. But she was busy waiting for her man. I think my favorite line out of that whole interview, I think my absolute favorite line is they won't do it and they'll be scared forever. Brilliant. I think a lot of times when we don't uh, we don't take the leap and we walk away, we basically walk away without any experience. Nothing changed. The, the fear stayed the same. Uh, you're a kid and you go up to the top of the diving board, the high dive, and you walk out there on the ledge and you turn around and go back. Walking out there on the ledge didn't do anything. It was just as scary as you thought it was on the bottom, maybe even more so. But you didn't get to see what the ride was like on the way down. Going and standing in line for the roller coaster that goes upside down, that anxiety builds, sure, but you left and you can't figure out why your friends think it's so fun. You just think they're ridiculous because you were there, right? No, you weren't. You just walked up and watched. And something brilliant in what Sterling said with that, that it is... um, if you don't try it, then you'll never do it. And whatever that fear is, you'll always be scared. I've um it was hard. When I when I got divorced, when I get divorced, I, I wasn't one of those that said, Well, I'm never getting married again. I had no problem with that. As a matter of fact, I thought I was a pretty pretty good husband. <laughs> uh, I wasn't perfect, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of flaws that I'm sure my ex wife could point out. Um, and uh, there's plenty I can point out. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty my, my wife now could <laughs> point out. Um, but I, I wasn't someone that blamed it on the, the, the union we have in marriage. No, it, it was, I wasn't married where I wasn't where I was supposed to be. We'll just, we'll just put it that way. Um, 
And when you're on that precipice again and you you don't know where life's going to lead you, and, yeah, you've jumped off this high dive before, but, you know, the, the waters are different. Life's different. The stakes are higher. And there's someone you're jumping off the board holding her hand and having a little girl, you know. It's tough. There's a lot of things around that. And there's, there's a lot of things that are, that's really hard about that. I, I went through a period where I didn't uh, I, I, I came to grips with the fact that I I thought I'd have a hard time of dating someone who wasn't divorced. And I was especially going to have a hard time dating someone who d- wasn't divorced with kids. Not because I was looking for more kids, but I, I didn't know how to explain the situation that I was in. And I was quite frankly tired of explaining the situation. Oh, do you have to talk to her? Yeah, I pay her child support and I want to make sure that our kids got clothes for school and that we're all we're all good to go. Yeah, I have to talk to her because I got to figure out when I'm dropping her off for Christmas. Yeah, we, we have to talk. You, you get tired of those conversations, right? But with Maria, it was really tough. It was really tough with Maria because everything moved very fast. Um, it was it was it was not comfortable. It was it was not comfortable. It was just where I was supposed to be. I don't know if that makes sense. It was never comfortable because we had a lot going on. There was a lot of moving parts when we got together. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on with me. There were expectations from folks. Uh, I think there were people that thought that post my divorce, um, everything was going to be different. Family members that were expecting things, uh, you know, I, I I don't know what was going through everybody's minds, but I just know that I felt like I was pulled in a bunch of different directions. When I met Maria, uh, she had so many people that wanted something from her, um, and the the kind heart that she's had. If you're if you're welding a family listener who's listening to this show for the first time, you, you've probably heard it. You know how involved she is in so many things. That kind heart of hers would just open up, and she didn't want to tell someone no. No, I'll 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 be an enabler for you, whether it's emotional or maybe even financial. I mean, she 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 was crazy, like she was covered in mosquitoes. People people were just wanting something from her, um, and not like all of her friends. She has some very good friends. Don't get me wrong, but um, there were just some bad things in her life that she needed to get away from, and and it took a while for for us to figure out all of our stuff. And it was really scary. It was really different when it when it got to that point. Two years ago, this week we got or the next week, um, within the seven days you're listening to the show. Um, two years ago we got married, and it was um, just over three years ago we met. And it was it was a moment where you you really didn't know where things were going to go. And I bet you, if you would have told us both what we were about to go through, we would have chickened out in the beginning. The The amount of sadness that we've had to deal with, doubt, um, the way things have been thrown at our family in a two-year period, um, has been atrocious. It, it really has, and and I don't I don't mean I'm not asking for anyone to say, oh my god, I'm so sorry for you, Chad. Oh gosh, it's so amazing how you guys do whatever you do. No, no one's asking for that. As a matter of fact, I, we don't want to hear it. 
Um, it's 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 nothing like that. It's just a point that I I'm telling you that standing back there on top of that high dive, getting ready to dive off again. I think if I'd have seen all the narrow holes I would have had to jump through in order to survive while I was coming down out of the air from that 20-foot drop, I don't think either one of us thought that we could be able to make it. But it's because we jumped that we know we can. Now, I want to go back because what I said was it was different because I had, I had jumped before and I had asked someone, to marry me before that, that, that that's still the same thing right you're supposed to have the same experience but it's not because now you know that life is different now there are kids now there are different stakes now there's that whole thing because when you go through a divorce it is traumatic it is a it is a traumatic thing to go through no matter how amicable it is it just is i have a very amicable divorce i, I just do we we get together fine we figure stuff out okay uh but there's no fighting or anything like that um some stuff still kind of haywire and we'll figure it out one day but we we do a really good job with our daughter there's tons of respect i can at least say that goes around with all the parents that are involved with with my daughter and i i really appreciate that but it was still a traumatic thing to have to go through a divorce and then to look at that and say, yeah, I'll dive off a diving board again because I know that part of the ride. What I wasn't expecting before was to go all the way through the water and hit the cement. And I, I don't want to do that. But I still want to jump. And it's scary. But I can't imagine... I can't imagine... A couple of things, a few things. One, um, being at this point right now in my life uh, without Maria, and don't get me wrong, we've had a lot of things that have challenged that. <laughs> uh, just like any marriage, there's been uh, quite a few things that have gone back and forth. Um, but it, it's been uh, a very hard life. And when I look back uh, on these past two years, as hard as they've been, uh, I can't imagine having to deal with it with anybody else. When we see, when we look back at the smoke that's been there, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. There's been some times where we've turned on each other and we shouldn't have, and it was bad. It was just we we did something's wrong. We just did. Um, but when I look back on it, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing how we've come through it, and and been better for it, and and made some things better because of it. Uh, I I can't believe. Uh, that my daughter does so well and I, I can't imagine her having someone else other than Maria but you know I, I've, I've never asked Maria about this I think there is a I don't want to say it's uncomfortable but there's a different thing with Bryn and Maria they're they're both very similar in so many ways and they're both probably the most opposite of, of anyone in our family um, and, and I think sometimes uh, I don't think Bryn's uncomfortable around Maria um, I think that it's just hard because Brent, like Brent's very, like she's very cuddly and that's her jam. And she, she has to feel that kind of touch. Like that makes her feel better when you put your arm around her, like that she's, she needs that thing and she, it can't be faked. Like that's her thing. 
and it's not really Maria's. <laughs> so she does a good job with her. But I know that sometimes she feels uncomfortable and I wonder if Bryn picks up on that. I don't think she does, but it's like a it's like a thing. Like you can tell they're two different forces, but then every now and then they really do gel very well together. But the thing about it is is Bryn really looks up to Maria and respects what she says. And and I think there's uh, she's so different than a lot of the other people in her life that I think it's a breath of fresh air for Bryn and I and I love that. And I think that Bryn can be that for Maria as well in some in some ways. And I can't imagine her not not being that person for her. And I can't imagine not sitting here in that very studio and having that conversation with that little girl. I can't imagine that not being part of my life now. My life is not empty. I've got tons of stuff that I do. I mean, I've cut out stuff. I told you guys before that I started doing stand-up comedy, what, two years ago, a year ago? And it's it's kind of cut out now for a couple of reasons. But one of them is, is scheduling because I got a lot to do. Like I, I can fill the empty holes. I can fill the empty spaces. But when you just fill it with just stuff, it just it doesn't have the same effect. So I could have I could have just been standing there and I could have chickened out and I could have not moved forward with someone who I really enjoyed and someone who really challenged me and someone who was fun to be around and someone who had the same outlook on what life was supposed to be. We may just we could disagree on politics. We really don't, but we could. Uh, we can disagree sometimes on religion. Uh, sometimes on principle, sure, all that can can come up. But we we uh, we had an idea of what life was supposed to be, and so we jumped. And I could have not, and I would have gone on, and I would have continued to be scared. I've I've almost passed on jobs, you know. I have a ton of fun playing in the the bands I'm in. The Duncan Sims band I was going to be in anyway. That band wasn't playing gigs or anything when I joined them, and it was really a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was really easy. Uh, Don's band challenged me a good bit. It still challenges me today. Um, I almost didn't do that. I'm, I'm sure as hell glad I did it. I made some really good friends out of it, and I've gotten to play in some cool places. Miss notes in all of them. There are jobs that, that I almost didn't take. Relationships that I almost wasn't in. Friendships that I almost didn't accept. And I can go back and I can talk about places where I jumped before. Things that I looked into. And it's funny, our past experience can sometimes be good for us and it can sometimes lie to us and we don't really know until we jump. There's a stand-up comedian years ago that I loved, passed away early. And I loved his act. He, was, he's, he's, he wasn't the biggest shining light, but he was, he was absolutely um, brilliant in, in my eyes. And I remember one time he was he was doing a stand-up show and he, I don't know if he knew his own mortality was coming to an end, but I remember he stopped and I remember him talking 
about how it's, it's all just a ride. It's, it's just a ride. Like all this stuff really is. You can sit there on the sides and you can not get involved. And all you're doing is missing out on the ride. Ain't be like Sterling going up this awesome place, snow tubing. Bryn was nervous too. Hell, I'll be honest. I was a little nervous. You should have seen these things. Man, they were fast. The snow tubing runs. Good Lord. We had a blast. Sterling just sat over there and cried. Till finally she decided, fine, I'll do it. She loved it. Well, all right, in, in full disclosure, she may not have loved it, but <laughs> she had a good time. You know all those things that you've been saying all your life you wanted to do? You should go do them. You know those jumps you keep wondering if you should take, you should jump. No, it doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect or easy. Look at... Look at my marriage. Go listen to Welding a Family. Just go listen. Just go listen to the series. No, it's not, but it's one hell of a ride. And it's the ride that I'm supposed to be on. I don't know the decisions I'm going to have to make over the next year. I don't know what's going to have to come in and out of my life. But I know one thing is that I'm not going to sit on the sidelines because, like Sterling says, you're going to have a good time. If you don't do it, you're just going to go back and you're always going to be scared of that one thing. Life's just a ride. That's all it is. You don't have that long, really. You have to make the most of it. Yes, you have to be responsible, but sometimes you should just buy the damn dress. Yes, you have to be careful and make sure that you're doing yourself. I've got bills I've got to pay and stuff that I need to take care of. Yes, I understand that. There's stuff that I have to do. And I've got to pay a little penance for living a little bit too up in the past. And a lot of us are that way. But that doesn't mean that you don't go away to the beach for the weekend. Life is too short to not enjoy the ride. If you don't do it, you're just going to be sad and you're still going to be scared of it. Make the leap. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. Yes, we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Go check us out, localbarmedia.com. Support us, patreon.com slash localbar. Don't forget, August 30th at the White Mule. Duncan Sims and Don Merkel. Don't miss it. Until next time, take care. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com.